Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Hey, everybody, come on in. No, this is not Brian Curtis with a better haircut and more muscles. Uh, this is actually one of our trainers, Kane. Uh, Brian, Brian's like off gallivanting on, on vacation somewhere. So I had to pull in one of my most tenured trainers to come and do the episode with us today. Cool. I'm happy to be here. It should be fun. All right, let me get us live on a Facebook. Absolutely. Hmm. This app is not accessible right now. Can Facebook, man. If they weren't listening, I would totally say how much I hate Facebook. No, it's not going to let me go live. I guess we're going to have to just post it. All right, everybody, guess what? It's an intimate show today for Cash Call. Um, so we'll get started. Cash call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon back again, but without Brian Curtis this week. Instead, I have one of my most exalted, experienced professional trainers, Kane Cunningham, who has agreed to take time out of his busy schedule to come here today and give feedback on these calls and to coach all of you people in the audience. Kane, thanks for joining me today. Dale, you, sir, are too kind. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Listen, I appreciate it. Uh, just to give you guys some... some uh, some uh, history on Kane. Uh, Kane's company actually hired me as a consultant. Kane hired me as a consultant when he was building an inside sales department at his brokerage several years ago. Eight or seven? Is it <clears throat> a long time ago? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. Wow. Yeah. So Kane was the ISA manager. Uh, at, one, at one point, we got you up to running like 10 ISAs or something. Yep. And then when I finally turned over the department to my uh, my, my predecessor, um, I got it up to about 15, ballooned up to 18, but then, you know, you have some people leave. So I think right now he's running about 25, um, five, five stateside and 20 international. So very cool. And uh, then Kane went into production himself. So you've been selling somewhere between 40 and 60 houses a year for several years now. Is that right? This year, this year will be my first 40, um, you know, this year is, you know, it, it rolls downhill guys. So that's, that's felt all over the nation. Um, but yeah, COVID was pretty, pretty good to me as messed up as that sounds, but yeah, um, for those couple of years, it was 60, 63, one year. And this year I'll be coming in right at 42. So. Wow. Over 60 houses. Yeah. So obviously we wanted Kane to be a trainer for us. He's been training for us for several years. He does a fantastic job and your clients love you, Kane. Um, so thanks for coming on and joining me on cash call today. Yeah. Um, and we have two calls that were submitted. So obviously Kane does training for us. He does call reviews all the time for his clients. And it just so happens, who was the client that submitted their call? And you're like, I know that guy. Uh, it's just Jim. Um, it's Jim. Great guy. Funny guy. I've coached him. I don't even know a bunch of time, at least 20 or 30 times now. And um, he knows his stuff. It's a good call. There's some, there's some little bit of room for improvement for sure, but it's a good call. Jim. Hey, what's up, Jim? Good to see you, bud. Jim just messaged in. He is here. Fantastic. Uh, okay. So let's uh, get started. Um, let's see. Do me a favor. We don't have anybody who's listening on here. Okay, cool. Well, I'll get started. We have a call from Pat. Pat's one of the listeners. He submitted his call. Pat, if you're here, message in, chat in, uh, and we will uh, play your call today. Um, we So they submitted them for last week, but we wanted to review them first because we've gotten booby trapped before on people submitting calls with lots of curse words or whatever, you know? Oh, didn't think about that here. I've got some funny ones that I could play for you that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned that lesson the hard way once. 
Oh, maybe we should uh, listen to the call first. I will keep my vocabulary in check. All right. So, yes, this is a family show, Kane, by the way. Good to know. Good to know. Let me share this here. Okay. So uh, this call is an expired call. And this agent, Pat, uh, does a good job getting into the call. We're going to tweak some of the particulars around how he's getting into the call. Um, and then I'll point out some some things that he could have done better. So, Kane, I'm going to hit play. Give me a thumbs up when you hear it. I'm putting it on 1.25, everybody, because it's a 12-minute call, and I don't want to burn 12 minutes just listening to the call. Is this Mr. Yes. So you can hear he's asking if it's them. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah, he said, is this, right? We don't do that. You don't want to ask. You want to know it's them. You want to go in assumptively. Don't ask if it's the person. Because it puts you behind the eight ball, telemarketers don't know that it's you, but somebody who knows who they're calling and should be on your phone knows that it's you when they call you. So it's an important point uh, to help with that whole rejection that we get as callers. How are you, man? My name's uh, I'm a local realtor. I'm not sure that now's the right time to uh, reach you, but I was just hoping to tell you why I was calling and then you could decide if we should continue or not. Is that fair enough? I was hoping to tell you why I was calling and then you can decide whether we should continue or not. I think that's just too complicated. There's just too much there, Kane. What do you think? It is. I mean, if she doesn't want to hear what you have to say, she'll interrupt you or stop you from talking. Oh, and also, I mean, the name of the game, we want to try to minimize their chances to tell us no or to shut us up. We want to we want to maintain control of the conversation without seeming like that. Yeah, exactly. So let's hear what his... You know, when we and we were just talking about this in our trainer meeting the other day, when you call people or when you talk to somebody, they want to know who are you? Why are you calling me? What do you want? Right. And right. so when you do this, oh, I'm not sure if this is the right time, but how might I tell you why I'm calling? And then you can decide whether we should continue talking. You're wasting their time with that is what you're doing. And you're essentially saying, hey, this is clearly a sales call. And I've gotten rejected a bunch of times before. So can you please not reject me until I tell you why I'm here? And I don't with, think those 10 that, seconds, you could have just been talking to them instead of explaining <laughs> to them that you're about to talk to them. Right. You could have told me who you are, why you're calling and what you want. And then I would tell you whether we should continue talking or not. So, Pat, if you're listening, get rid of that stuff, man. And once you say why you're there, I'm going to stop again. and I'm going to give you very simple scripting to use. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Well, I'm calling about the home that was originally for sale uh, on and uh, that came off the market. So did you end up accepting an offer? Is the home still available by any chance? Did you end up accepting an offer or is the home still available? Great pair of questions, right? That's awesome. So I don't remember what the woman's name is, but here's the very simple way to do this, right? Um, ring, we're just going to, we're going to use Kane. I'll role play with Kane. I'll demonstrate it on Kane. I'm going to match Kane's first word. I'm going to go in assumptively. I'm going to tell him who I am, why I'm calling, and what I want to know. Okay. And what what was his uh what was his pair of questions? It was, did you accept an offer? And then followed up by, is the property still available? Which or is, is it still available? Yeah, kind of redundant. A little redundant, yeah. Uh, but let's do what he did, and we'll just yeah. clean it up. So ring, ring, Kane. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Kane. This is Dale Archdeacon with Amazing Realty. I'm giving you a call about your home on address because I see that it came up as an expired listing. I just wanted to find out, have you accepted an offer on that property? 
or is it still available? Uh, it's, it's still available. Okay. So you can hear how much simpler all of that is. I used his greeting and he tried to throw me off with good afternoon or whatever the hell he said. Uh, and then I used his name. I knew who he was. I told him why I was who I was. I was calling about his home on, I would probably say street name, honestly, right? Hey, I'm calling about your property on Main Street. Uh, I wanted to see if you've accepted an offer on that property or if it's still available. Super clear. It's all there. It's all compact. Very clear. I'm supposed to be here. This is a legitimate conversation. Here's who I am, why I'm calling you, and what I want to know. And also, um, I mean, I'm looking at your call, your timer. He just got to that at 30 seconds. You just did it in 12, maybe 15. Yeah, we should set a timer just to see, right? I, I help, but it certainly wasn't 30 seconds to get no to the not... to the meat and potatoes of the conversation. Yeah. All right. So let's see what she says to his his question. It is still available. Gotcha. And I was just curious, are you still considering offers on the property if the offer made sense? Uh, yeah, I'm looking for an offer very close to the asking. Which was 699, correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, he's going to do one of the techniques that is done, uh, one of the techniques of expireds or withdrawns, which is, hey, I see it didn't sell. What the heck happened, right? Tell me why it didn't sell. And you're trying to sort of create a bond and rapport and get on their side of the table uh, around the property. You can do that. I think it works in some cases for me personally, in this case, uh, she sounds like she has a plan. She sounds like, you know, so far she's pretty sharp. She's responsive. She sounds like she might be on top of it and it's not a mystery to her. Right. So in this case, I might not have gone to the, Hey, why the heck didn't it sell? But I might have gone with, okay, great. So what's the plan moving forward or are you selling it yourself now or have you relisted it with another agent, right? Something more pragmatic like that based on the way she's responding to me. You can tell she's aware it's expired and she probably, I mean, she sounds like she's still kind of motivated a little bit. Yep. Yeah, so might as well ask her what her future plans are. So we're going to hear him go on the other side of it, which is what the heck happened. So we'll listen to the way he does it. And so I just want to, you know, I, I just want to ask, of course, because um, I was kind of surprised that the home didn't, selling why it was pulled off market, but what kind of feedback did your last agent give you? Um, I really don't know. My husband was really the person that had hired this real estate agent without me knowing. So I really not impressed by the agent and he wasn't able to negotiate uh, any of the offers after having three open houses. So she said he wasn't able to negotiate up any of the offers after having three open houses. <laughs> So Kane, as a seasoned salesperson, uh, we got some red flags here, right? Yep. And I, I think the first one is if any of the offers and, and all the feedback was the same, they needed to be negotiated up. I'm just going to say pricing might've been a small issue here. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. after three open houses, if there were subsequent offers after three open houses, I mean, sure, you definitely want to know what's going on there. At the same time, you know, how far were they off the mark? Did, did he talk about that with her or just the husband? You know, they're a team, so they really should both be involved. But it, but yeah. it sounds like there was definitely uh, room for improvement here just a little bit. Yeah. And, and you can hear this woman is totally throwing the agent under the bus. The agent got them offers. The agent ran open, you know, worked for them. Uh, and, and, the, and the seller is throwing the guy under the bus, a man or woman under the bus. We don't know. I think she said he. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so 
these are bringing up red flags for seasoned salespeople like us. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things that I'd probably want to unpack, or maybe you don't unpack it and you just kind of yes your way around it and you get face to face with them. These are the kind of things that you hash out face to face if you have to. This would be, yeah, this would be better face to face. Yeah. Right. So let's hear what, what this uh, agent does because I want to give some feedback on what, on how he approaches this. We got a lot of local. And offers, three open houses over how long? Over a three week period. Hold on. And he wasn't able to negotiate uh, any of the offers after having three open houses. So we got a lot of low. And offers, three open houses over how long? Over a three week period. And he wasn't able yeah, how to. Long, how, long, how long was the home listed for? Pat, stop talking over this lead, man. Oh my God. Don't do that, okay? I know you're excited. I know you feel like you've got some some kind of fish on the line here because she's bashing her agent and wants to sell. Just wait. Just let her talk. The the value is not in trying to demonstrate how great of a salesperson you are or how much you know about how this situation should go. The value is in the fact that she's talking to you and you just want to let her keep doing it. Right, as Kane? Say, as somebody who who got his start just with a stack of paper and, and and they were all expired. Like that's how I got started. You kind of have to think about the mindset of these people. They've been beat up a little bit. They're probably pissed off. You know, she, she's sounds a little upset with the results or lack thereof. And, and honestly, I have often found FISBOs and expireds. FISBOs, you just have to let them talk because they're doing it themselves and they want to talk. Expireds, they kind of need to vent. They're kind of pissed off. They've got a lot of stuff on their chest. And if you just let them do that, one, you'll get tons of gold. And two, you'll create that bond because you listened and because you cared. So yeah. I find just letting them go is usually a good idea. Yeah. And the golden rule, don't cut people off. And you're cutting oh. her off. Yep. All right. Let's listen to a little bit more here. I think like two and a half, three weeks. Not too long. I think it's a little set 14 days or something. I don't know. Something to that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean... Yeah, so I was really disappointed with the way I didn't I didn't see any like tangible good offers. I saw a lot of lowball offers. I don't know if that's an effect of the the interest rates right now combined with it being near Christmas or end of season. I don't know who, what the market is looking like right now. I know there's not a lot of inventory, especially in the purchasing area. So I was actually astonished mm -hmm. that it didn't like I didn't get any offers near like six eighty, six seventy five. All of them were below that. So it was very disappointing. So you were getting offers for like 650, correct? Yeah, 650, 640. Don't put the number into her mouth, Pat. You just ask a simple question. How, what were the offers? How much were the offers for? Don't put the number in there. Again, I feel like Pat is, uh, might be newer to the, to the game and is still kind of eager to demonstrate his knowledge or his experience through the questions that he asks by putting information in there. Avoid that. Those of us that uh, that I've really good salespeople try to know less, right? We just ask the questions. And also, the silence, the power, the the power of silence, like make them sweat it a little bit. They'll they'll give you an answer, and if you give them something to latch on, it might not be what they're originally going to say. Right? Yeah, you kind of taint the results when you start putting numbers in there. Like she'll, she, he said uh, around 650, right? Yeah, 650, 640, 630. 
They weren't 650. They were under that. <laughs> Not at all. You can kind of tell by her reaction. She's like, shit, I wish they were 650. Right, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, basically I'll cut to the chase here. Um, you know, uh, he's talking over her. Uh, he's putting too much information in. He doesn't, doesn't get from her. What's the plan going forward? Are you selling it yourself now? How are you marketing it? Because I want to point out to you, as we get down to the end, so he's talking about how great their system is. They work with a lot of expireds. They can get it sold. You know, he's talking about, she asks him at one point how the market is and how that impacts uh, whether or not, essentially, she's like kind of leading toward now's not a good time to relist because the market. And then he goes on this rant, of, uh, which is kind of chasing its tail. And Pat, go back and listen to your call. But basically, Pat's like talking about the market and whether it matters and what she should sell now. But our company does really special things and blah, blah, blah. It's all completely worthless because she already has some kind of perspective in her mind that Pat doesn't actually get from her. So you need to unpack that kind of stuff. And then if we go down to 1057 where he, he tries to finally close her for that appointment to try and get it sold. Here's what her response is. You can just leave your information. I know that you're from Sotheby's. Leave your cell number. Right now, um, you know, my husband and I are still, like, thinking of, 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 you know, whether or not we should just rent it out until the spring season hits and maybe the like, mm -hmm. We don't know. We're still, we're still kind of mulling it over. We're still trying to figure out what to do, whether we should rent it or not, or wait until the spring season to put it up. That's the first time, almost 11 minutes into the call, that her plan or her perspective actually gets out on the table. And what I'm saying is that this call doesn't end. It doesn't go in. I mean, it ends, but it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't result in a meeting. Pat doesn't get the meeting that he asked for because one of the big things is her activity, what she was going to do is informed by what her perception is or what her uh, knowledge she thinks is. We don't get it out onto the table and only in a small way, 11 minutes into the conversation and Pat never gets to unpack it or change it or influence it. So because it didn't come out until all the way down at the end, if we had done that way in the beginning, in the first couple of minutes, you know, when she said, yeah, we're still accepting offers. I'm looking to get really close to what my listing price was. Hey, great. What's the plan going forward? Are you selling this yourself? Will you relist it with another agent? He could have gotten from her at the beginning. Oh, no, we're still trying to figure out whether we're going to rent it out or list it in the spring. And he would have had 10 minutes right, of call where he could have worked on that process instead of like blindly trying to sell her on his company, if that makes sense. Honestly, Dale, at least to me, what you're saying I like to go into a call and, and when I first started, I would do exactly this. You know, I would try to provide the answers, fill the silence, I had to learn all those things over the years. But lately, my mindset has been, I don't need any answers. They have all the answers and I have to get the answers from them so that I can formulate either a value statement or, or some type of way to get a meeting from them. And the sooner you can arrive at whatever that is. I mean, usually, you know, a 10 or 12 minute call should ideally result in some type of meeting or yeah. some type of further follow up. Right. So that's yeah, why this, should, this yeah. should have been an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. That's or, what or, saying, hey, what's the plan here? So you have those other eight minutes to actually dial it in and, and lock it down. Yeah. Or a logical next step. Let's hear. And, and this is not a logical next step. Let's hear how this ends. So he's going to send her info. 
um, we could discuss what the strategy is as to actually selling it. I'll keep in touch with you via text, and then we could um, come up with a strategy and a game plan as to what you think is most comfortable for you and what would yield you the best results. And then we could sit down, I could, you know, uh, eventually in person, um, we could discuss what the strategy is as to actually selling your home afterwards, and then, you know, we go from there. I think, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to plan too far ahead, but I do want to help you because, we're, you know, uh, I do this full time. Like it's a passion of mine to be able to help other people, especially with the biggest investment of their lives. <laughs> um, you know, I'm more than happy to, to be able to um, go over those details with you. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you that text, and then uh, we'll keep in touch. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Perfect. Bye. You have a beautiful rest of your day, Mr. I appreciate you. He's just basically going to send her a text with his contact info because she's kind of like pushing him off the phone. So the issue is where he's at is saying, hey, um, or she's saying, we still haven't figured out what we're going to do. She didn't explain to him what the factors are. She didn't include him in any of that planning. Uh, you know, it's he didn't make it clear that she could ask him questions or get info or get advice or get guidance in any way. None of that ever happened. He's basically just going to send info and then keep hitting her up to try to get a, an appointment with her. And so in that call is when you need to get that stuff done. And that stuff that you're sending her needs to be needs to be tailored. You know, it needs to be form fitting to them. It needs to be specifically to them about their property, about the things that went wrong last time and what could go right differently yep. the next time. Absolutely. All right. So you got Jim's. Is it Jim's call? I do. Yes, I do. Excellent. Let me share my screen here and share my sound. You guys see that? Yes. Whoa. Hello. Can you hear it? Yep, we're good. Hello. So this is the first thing I wanted to point out. There was quite this one's not as long, Dale, so I only have it on regular speed. It's about three minutes. But, but right here, guys, this could be electronic interference, depending on what dialer you're using or something like that. But we can't have this long of a pause, Hello? especially when they answer. Hello? I, Hello? I would have hung up. I'm just being straight up honest. Jim, I reviewed tons of your call, and I know how good you are. I, I'm going to say it might have been electrical interference, but... If, if somebody calls me and I say hello and I wait for, I'm gonna be like, dude, what the hell, you know? Yep. Uh, hello, this is uh, Boise. You yeah. signed up on our website for properties. We're just checking in to see if you're uh, thinking of moving pretty soon or just browsing. Uh, I'm just kind of browsing. Really good intro. Um, but I would like, at least for me, I'm gonna put something on there. Like, are we talking 90 days? Are we talking six months? Are we talking 12 months? just because I want them to either correct me and give me the right timeline or at least give me something because you got another timeline. So you know when to follow up, right? Yeah. Like how much time effort, you know, do I put into this lead? Am I calling them tomorrow or am I calling them after the new year, after the holidays, you know, that's why we yep. want to know that timeline, but that's the right question to ask. Are you just window shopping? Or are you looking to make a purchase in X number of days or months? Yep. Oh, cool. Well, great. Well, then thanks for using our website to browse. Um, are, you, Thank you. are you getting the information you need about the area? Uh, yeah, a lot of times I just use Zillow. Um, sure. I used, I used to yeah. live in Boise, so and I'm looking oh. for a second home. So just kind of looking at the prices and what's going on with the market and 
seeing what a good time would be to get into it. I'm just a cash buyer, so I'm just kind of just looking around. Oh, okay. Um, are you looking to get a rental property or? Uh, no, I'm looking to, to move my parents into something. So a couple of different things here. When I hear cash buyer, that, that's, that's great. You know, that's awesome. Still want to know what price point I need to kind of focus in on um, just so that I'm not sending them the wrong type of stuff. And also, you know, so I have a better idea of what they're actually looking for. Um, he didn't kind of hesitate on the market stuff. He just kind of threw that out there as a knee jerk. I felt like, like, Hey, you know, this is what everybody says. So this is kind of what I'm waiting for. He does mention his, he does mention he's a cash buyer. Typically a lot of those are investments or flips or something like that. But, but again, as with the last call, we don't want to give him that life raft, if you will, to like latch onto. And then that becomes his reason when it, when it might be something else. Yep. And here it actually turns out it is something else. Something. Okay. Um, okay. I, I'm. Oh, okay. Um, are you looking to get a rental property or? Uh, no, I'm looking to, to move my parents into something. So this is great. You know, that that's good information that we know. It's not necessarily a rental. He, he doesn't latch on to that and he still gives you the real reason. Um, but let's hear what, hear what we go through here. Okay. Um, okay. I, I'm, yeah, when somebody says they're moving their parents into something, I'm often wondering if that's more of a 55 and older community type situation or... Yeah, I'm looking more no no stairs ranch. Um, so again, Jim, I mean you're super personable and you're super friendly, um, but but we want to try to as somebody who is very assumptuous, <laughs> we'll know what assuming does, right, guys? Right. So just want to try not to do that. He he still gives you the real reason, but I mean just because it's parents, sure, fifty five and up is on the table, right? But there are other options. I mean. Let's right. do this, Kane. Let's do this. Let's uh, play a couple of these again, and let's give Jim and the rest of the audience suggestions okay. on a question that Jim could ask instead of making an assumption. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let's go back to the first one. And what a good time would be to get into it. I'm just a cash buyer, so I'm just kind of just looking around. Oh, okay. Um, are you looking to get a rental property? So instead of asking that question, you know, hey, are you looking to get a rental? Hey, so I understand you're a cash buyer. That that's great. Congratulations. That makes things really easy for you. Um, where are you looking to put that cash? You know, what type of purchase are you looking to make? Right. You know, yeah, we just have to ask him just the straight up point blank question. What know? kind of property are you looking for? Right. Uh, he said, "I'm a what do you say? I'm an investor buyer, or a cash I'm, buyer. I'm a I'm a cash buyer. He doesn't necessarily say investor. He oh, okay." Later in the call, that does seem like that, but we'll get to that. What kind, yeah, what kind of property are you looking to purchase? That's a totally open question that yep. goes in line with what the guy just said. Let's go to the next one. This this one right here, the 55 and up stuff. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, when somebody says they're moving go to what the prospect. Go to what the prospect said first. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking to, to move my parents into something. Moving my parents into okay. something. Yeah, so he doesn't say anything, you know? Yeah, this... great. What are you looking to move him into? Yep. That's it, right? So easy. All you have to say. All you have to you say. can pretty much repeat back what they said and just make it a question. Yep. 
Oh, wait. Um, Khalid, did you hear it that time? I just saw in the chat someone said they couldn't hear it. Can everyone else hear it? Uh, don't hear the, uh, I don't, I think it's just Khalid. I think everybody else is hearing it. If you guys can hear the playback, just say you can hear it. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Jim can hear it. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. Everybody hears it. Khalid, you might want to check your sound or something. Yeah, uh, we're, we're moving it back and forth so that we can basically give Jim the questions he should be asking instead of, instead of um, leading Jim, instead of trying to guess what the answer is, you just ask them to tell you the answer. It's so much easier. Go ahead, Kane. If I may, guys, we have to remember, we talk real estate all damn day, right? So we we tend to hurry things along instead of just shut up and listen. This is what I've noticed as a coach and as an agent, guilty. Um, we we just need to shut up and listen. You know, We talk about the same stuff all day long. They don't. They might have one or two of these conversations instead of 20, right? Right, right. Okay. Um, okay, I, I'm... Yeah, when somebody says they're moving their parents into something, I'm often wondering if that's more of a 55 and older community type situation or. Yeah, I'm looking for no no stairs, ranch. Um, sure. Uh, Pause it, Eagle now, and I would. Yeah. So, Jim, if you had asked, what kind of property are you looking to put your parents in? He would have said, no stairs, ranch. And you wouldn't have made a guess that was wrong. Um, and this lead so far is okay with you being wrong, but guess what, man, people can be judgy, right? Uh, when you make wrong guesses, they feel like you don't understand them or you're not on their same wavelength. And Jim, you sound like you're an older gentleman. I'm telling you right now, as we get older, the, when the age disparity, people judge us more. And if you keep making wrong guesses, they're going to judge you more and feel like, you're very different from them or you don't think the way that they think. So stop guessing and get them to tell you. And think about it like that. They're just going to assume you're not listening, but all that other stuff is, that's a lot of thought behind that. And it's all true. Yeah. Buy the new property and then rent that one out and they can right. rent my property and they could get the funds from that until they pass. But uh, So we still need, because there hasn't been any talk about budget or price point yet. You know, he said we could get the funds from that one. Okay, what type of property is that? You know, what, not yeah, saying we're going to that yet, but we, yeah. we need some kind of price point question. You know, hey, like, what are we looking at putting mom and dad up in? You know, what do I need to focus on? You know, yeah. you know, it's a brick ranch, you know, depending on where the value might be a little bit different or something. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm just kind of looking, I appreciate your call. Um, yeah, just now he's blowing just them kind off. of browsing here and there. Mm -hmm. so, uh, okay. Anything specific I can look for for you, or you're just, you know, you're just taking your time? Pause it. Yeah, I'm just looking. Yeah. Pause it. This is when the of... guy tried to blow you off, Jim, when he said, hey, but thanks for your call. What that meant is I don't want your help, right? So I would have, I personally would have gone to, so do you have anybody helping you with this search? Instead of I can help you, what can I help you with? Do you have anybody helping you? Let's establish that first. In case... Either the guy thinks he's going to do it himself, which he'll tell us, or he does have an agent that he's working with or a couple of agents because he, uh, I don't know if he said he was an investor, but that he's a cash buyer. So let's first get out of the way that either it does or doesn't have somebody helping him before I make the offer. Just a small tweak. Yep. And then the other thing is, you know, 
this is kind of where he takes over control of the conversation. You can kind of hear it right there with that blow off attempt. Looking for a deal. You know, it's all about the deal. <laughs> of course. All right. So I had to stop it here. And I know I might sound a little redundant because I always say this in my sessions, but guys, what is a deal to this dude specifically? Like what's, what's a good deal to him? That means different things to different people. Obviously buyers, that means low price seller. That means high price. But within that subset, those two categories, it means different things to different people. So we need to elaborate here. Like we need to know what he thinks a good deal is so we can go found one, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you want to move an eagle, that's well, there's more deals. You know, I mean, looking at your price point, um, if you go out to obviously CUNA or, or, or yeah, I'm not uh, looking to go that far out because Jim, you clearly already had that information, so I'm going to strike that one from my notes. Okay, I would be coming in and out quite a bit, and you know, the closer to the Boise Airport, like you know, off of Vista Avenue Ranch, so I kind of look in that area. Right. Okay. Are you Anything from Boise? I can do to help? No, you, originally, no. You, I'm in Boise now. Boise, I'm, no? I'm permanently, oh, okay. we moved here a while ago to be close to family, so I'm here permanently. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. great area. I love it. Well, we're really pleased. You know, we came from Indianapolis, and uh, it's a so vast improvement. So so yeah. yeah, I've got a couple of things I want to say. So, so I, I want to give some advice. The prospect... One, the prospect has tried to shut us down and say, hey, I'm great. Thank you, which is kind of like I'm trying to do it myself. Right. And then when the process, a prospect asks you, are you from Boise? And the answer to that is no. Answer something else. Here's why. Because the guy already tried to reject me once. And I don't know if he's you after I ask him if he wants help and he asked me if I'm originally from Boise. I don't know if he's using that info to either decide for me or against me. So I don't want to answer it clearly if it's not a good answer. So if I'm not, if Jim, if I'm you and I'm not originally from Boise and the guy says, Hey, are you originally from Boise? I might say, I love it here. Uh, it's so fantastic. Like I love this aspect about Boise, right? I'm putting energy in, I'm being positive. I'm talking about Boise, but I'm not directly answering the question of whether I'm originally from there. If he wants to bring you back to it and ask you again and really hold your feet to the fire, then you might have to answer it. But you can probably get him around this question and your negative answer to it by simply ch shifting what your answer is. That's pretty much what I was going to say. And also... Sorry, Kane. No, 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 you're good, you're good. There's also, though, like, I don't know if you can hear, it's kind of jumbled here. I thought I yeah. might have heard another question asked, but I can't. No, no, right, originally, right, no. Right, like right in here. I'm in that area. Right. Okay. Are you anything from I can do to help? No, right, originally, no. Right. Oh, no, it's Jim asking anything. Can I do anything I can do to help? And him saying, are you originally from Boise? Just before that, he said, I'm looking in a certain area. And yeah, then... He says like it's something. It begins with a V. Right here. Other area. Far out because I would be coming in and out quite a bit, and you know the closer to the Boise Airport, like you know off of Vista Avenue. Vista Avenue. So he does yeah. give you a street. Bo Boise. Uh, yeah. He said he's going to be coming in at the Boise Airport, and then yeah. Jim 
puts in, is there anything I can do to help? And, and at the same time, the guy asks him if he's originally from there. Um, okay. Where did we, how did we end the conversation? Almost at that. Close at that. It's a vast improvement. Yeah. People are nice. Their weather's great. You know, blue skies. People are very positive. There he is saying the kind of stuff That's I said. Really All right. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Okay. I'll shoot you a text. Anything I can do, anything specific? You want a visual tour on a property? Let no, me know. I'll no. be glad to help. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Take care. So he, he, again, kind of controls the conversation and says, okay, thanks for your, thanks for your interest and, you know, thanks for your call. The one thing that I kind of wanted to say in, in summation here, it's a three-minute call, but we didn't ask any really, like, I pointed out at the beginning, hey, are you looking to make a purchase in X number of days or are you just window shopping? But timeline for for when you find out it's his parents not him you know hey when do they want to be moved by you know when do they want their keys in their hand or when do you want your keys their keys in your hand however you want to word it yep. but that needs to be established yep and i want to add one thing here near the end let's just say that the conversation went the way it went and jim finds himself at the end with this guy being like i don't need any help i'm cool okay well if the guy's saying he doesn't need any help what's his process what's he going to do when he finds something he wants to make an offer on, what's he going to do? How's it going to go, right? Is he yep. going to represent himself? Just ask him. Because he's clearly blowing you off and doesn't want your help that you keep trying to give him. Then figure out what his process is. Ask him what it is. And if you find yourself now listening to Dale and Kane backseat driving your call recording from however long ago, and you still don't know what this guy's process is, Jim, Give him a call and shoot him a text. Hey, name, I totally forgot to ask you, what's your process going to be when you find the right place for your parents? Question mark. You find that good deal. Yeah, exactly. How? What's the next step after that? Who's going to represent you? How's that going to go? Just ask him, Jim, okay? Because he kept rejecting. Basically, he's almost like a fizzbo where he's like, oh, I'm good. I got it. I'm handling it, right? That's a... That's a good statement. Yeah, he is kind of like a FISBO. Yeah, he's like a reverse FISBO. So ask him how his process is going to go. So do that today, Jim. See if you can get an answer from him. Yeah. When is this call from, Jim? I see. No, that's probably when Dale sent it to me. If it's just recent, yeah. Hey, I was thinking about you the other day. Saw something in, you know. Pretty new. On, on Vista Avenue or whatever. You know, call him and just say, hey, um, you know, I don't know if this is a good deal for you, but I wanted to ask what that means for you. And then, you know, if you can throw in a timeline question, that might help you, like I was saying earlier, know how much time and effort to put into the follow-up for this guy, because yep. follow-up's an art in and of itself, guys. I mean, that's, absolutely. yeah, you got to know when to do it, the frequency of the intervals. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff that comes with follow-up, so. Yes. Excellent. All right. We are well over time, everybody, but it's a Christmas special, right? You... This is your Christmas bonus, everybody, for listening to Cash Call throughout the year. Thanks for joining us, Kane. Thanks for sitting in for Brian, who's yeah. probably lying on a beach somewhere with an umbrella drink he's, where he's we all the, should be. No, he's got the rum runner. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks for joining me, man. Cash Call for today. Great seeing everybody. We'll see you back again in the new year in January. Have a great holiday, everyone. Bye. Happy holidays. See you. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.